in a puddle of water ten feet away from the man lying in his own blood. London, England What do you think? Kelly Allenby said, striking a pose while wearing a gaudy, feathery cap. It barely held her wild salt and pepper hair down, and in the small shop's elegant surroundings it looked as ridiculous as she hoped it would. Am I posh? Fit for a royal wedding you are? her husband Hugh replied, failing miserably at matching his wife's natural British accent. She swatted his arm. Bollocks, they won't let me within a block of the palace, and please, no more accent. Is it really that bad? She placed the hat back on the mannequin's head. Might just like your natural accent better. That's right, Hugh said, reverting back to his natural Hebrew accent, exaggerating the rough H sound. How do you like my Hebrew? Hugh was born and raised by Jewish parents who immigrated to the United States. His Hebrew accent emerged when surrounded by family, but otherwise he had a bland American accent, which to an American meant he had no telltale accent at all. Hilarious, she replied, patting his face. She glanced at the shopkeeper and saw he was far from enthused by their antics. When they'd entered the shop, He'd greeted them kindly, no doubt sensing a sale, but it quickly came clear they were simply amused by his wares. Time to go. She took Hugh by the arm and dragged him to the door. But I still need to try on the hat, he said. You need to buy me lunch. The bell above the door chimed as Hugh opened it and poured on his horrible British accent. What'll it be then, love? Jellied eels, cockles and vinegar, or some soggy tripe? Allenby laughed hard, but the sound of her voice was cut short. At once the pair fell to their knees. A fear, unlike anything Allenby had ever felt, suddenly twisted inside her gut. Something was behind her. Hugh took her hand. Kel, what? His eyes suddenly went wide. She watched the hairs on his neck stand straight like the most disciplined beefeater. He felt it too and then he felt it more. With a scream of pure fright, Hugh spun around. He scrambled away from something unseen, but felt. He climbed to his feet, screaming out of his mind, and then in a flash of unforgiving violence, he was removed from his body. He had run into the busy street directly into the path of one of London's hallmark double-decker buses. The swift-moving seven-ton vehicle struck him hard and carried him from view. While the bus's brakes squealed and its occupants shouted, Allenby sprung to her feet, pursued by something unseen, her need to race to her husband's aid replaced by the uncontrollable urge to run in another direction. As she scrambled forward, she failed to hear the shop bell ring behind her. Oblivious to the still-moving traffic in the lanes beyond the bus, Allenby charged ahead, destined to meet the same fate as her beloved. Unlike you, she never made it into the traffic. The shopkeeper had seen everything, alerted by a sudden and fleeting spike of fear. He didn't react in time to save Hugh, but he tackled Allenby to the pavement, holding her in place for five minutes while she screamed in unhinged terror. And then all at once the strange mania wore off. She wept for her husband, but only for a moment. Clarity slammed into her with a gasp, and she took out her phone, scrolling through her contacts with a shaking hand. Northwood, New Hampshire.
The creak of the staircase sounded like the high-pitched whir of a dentist's drill, making Maya Shiloh cringe. It wasn't because she feared the dentist or that the sound would wake her son. It was because the creak came from three steps above and behind her. She spun around with a gasp. The stairs were empty. She paused halfway down the old wooden steps as a shiver ran through her body. Her arms shook, the nervous energy working its way out through her fingers. She clenched her fists, reined in control. She'd never been one to scare easily, but the dream that had woken her. Images of her drowning son, just out of reach, flashed back into her mind. She squeezed her eyes shut and calmed herself with a deep breath. She'd been crying when she woke, sobbing. The tears had faded when she realized it had been a nightmare, though the white, salty streaks crisscrossing her cheeks remained. She checked on Simon.